Hey everyone, welcome to Valley Girl Alchemy. This is Sophie. My name is Raina. And we're just two Valley Girls going basic to brilliant in every episode. Yes, queen. Alright, Raina. So, <laughs> let's talk about life. You are here. I'm here. In the, the valley. valley. <laughs> How's it going? What's happening? It's good. You know, it's uh, zero degrees in Denver right now. Yeah. So it's nice to be here. Yeah. Although I have been cold here. Yeah, my apartment it's is cold. cold. Your apartment's cold, but also it's cold like outside for as LA. Well. Yeah. Yeah, and Everyone's it's a different freezing. type of cold than it is in Denver. So yeah. it's been it's been interesting, and I always I always feel like this when I come out here in the winter. I, I feel like I'm colder here than I am in Denver for some reason. It just it's just the dryness versus the humidity, and the when there's moisture in the air, you actually really feel quite cold. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, being in this space, it's just, mm-hmm. we're also, there's there's a direct sunlight that comes in my apartment. Yeah. And so, it, like, sometimes you just need to get, like, sun and yeah. it warms your body up. Yeah. You know? Do you get sun in Colorado? Like, even oh when it's God, winter? Oh, yes. Yeah, you get, I mean, it's sunny. Yeah. But, like, do you feel the sun yeah. when you go outside? Okay. Yeah, you do. I mean, we've been having, like, 50 degree days when I was out there. It was, like, 50, 60. Yeah, which isn't that... No, trust me. In Colorado, that is a nice... Well, no, but I was saying it's not that different than here. Oh, yeah. it's like It's, like, exactly. 10 degrees different. It's not, yeah. like, it's not, you know, 40 degrees different. Yeah, It's not true. vastly different. But, you yeah. know, zero degrees is... Yeah. Zero degrees. Zero degrees is not okay. Not okay. My mom is not going out, so she has to carry her dog out to the grass oh, area and put the dog oh down. Oh my in the god! Grass and yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's snowing in Portland right now, and Drew's making <laughs> this picture of like one of the cats. Like, there's this paw prints of like down the porch steps. And then back up again because one of the cats like tried to go in the snow and was like no, oh and gosh. then like walked back. You know, the poor thing, it's paws probably started to like freeze. Yeah, right. For sure they yeah. Freeze. yeah, and I think he said that it had, it, it like had like, you know, sleet or something on it because it was already, its fur Ugh. was already getting cold. I know. Yeah, it's not okay. This is why I don't have a dog. This is why I can't have a dog. I unless you, yeah, it. unless you like have a yard that you can kind of casually yeah. let them in, out, yeah. out and in. Yeah, and if you have like a husky, I mean, a regular dog is not gonna be able to well I guess they 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 make do my mom babies her dog yeah so does yeah she, does, she have a, does she have an outside area she does okay yeah so she's it's outside a little courtyard area. she carries her dog I mean we yeah. carry our animals you know but is your mom gonna be one of those people with like a carriage when the dog's old <laughs> have you seen that with people you know when their dogs get old they like want the dog to get outside fresh air so they put them in like a little baby carriage I can't see my mom doing that. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. That's too far for even my mom. <laughs> I feel like we all think that people are crazy about pets, and then when you have your pet, you get all crazy oh, yeah. about it. I know. You know? I know. My friend just gave me a uh, cat backpack. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So describe the cat backpack because it's great. <laughs> Basically, it's a backpack, and it has a bulb window in the front and uh your cat can just look out the window while being in your back yeah it looks kind of like an astronaut head round yeah. thing yes. right and 
Reina's, you are you gonna actually try to train the cats yes, to get I familiar? Am. Okay, yes, and you're gonna take, take them on like hike. You're gonna take them on 14 or whatever oh you call God. it. No, I won't do that. But I'll take them to the park and walk around. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's cute. Yeah, but wait, weird. you can only do one at a time. Are you gonna put both yeah, of them in there? So I'm not even gonna, gonna be? try with Link. No, no, you're gonna have to train Zelda. Yeah, Zelda, I can probably I think get away Link with. Would really Link. not have a good time with that. No, it would be too much. I can't with that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Raina's here. We are recording this live together, which is awesome. So this is a episode that is not the most personal for us of everything that we've done, but I'd say we are going the most personal than we have before, really. And we're gonna try not to name people or communities directly, you know, in this episode, not so much because we're protecting them, but because we just don't want added drama in our lives. No drama. Yeah, no drama over here. But with that said, it's like an important topic to go into. And we, you know, we, we both have been really interested in cults and conspiracies. And then QAnon popped up, right? And so QAnon's this huge thing is a conspiracy and a cult, yes. right, at this point. It's a cult based off of conspiracies, which I think every cult is, like, something yeah. based off of conspiracies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we think there's a lot of linkages. Uh, so before we go into our own experiences, we wanted to go into QAnon since this is, like, the hot topic, right? And, Very. You know, I think there's a lot of information out there, but, you know, I uh, know that not everybody knows. Just we were talking to, you know, um, my brother and his fiance, and she didn't know the QAnon stuff yet, right? Yeah, so, not a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, so we thought we'd fill everybody in and then start to talk about, like, how you could get sucked into QAnon if you're not careful, right? QAnon are just, like, a culty type of situation. Yeah, yeah, or conspiracy belief systems, mm-hmm. right? Like, anti-vaccines right now, which yes. are, like, really personally upsetting to me. I'm trying to be nice to people about it, but I think it's really a damn shame. Uh, but, you know, that's we can get into that. So starting with QAnon. All right, Raina, so what do you know about QAnon? I, from what I understand, it's a a man or a woman that might be a Russian troll, might be whoever, that started a conspiracy saying that there is a deep state in government and in celebrities and and, uh, other famous rich people that are, I guess, there's like a pedophile ring and there's, you know, lots of sex trafficking and... It's all just like this big cover-up, and they're all covering for each other. And uh, Trump has been sent for, from some sort of deity, I don't know, maybe um, to protect um, the protect people. the people from these people and to reveal who they are and to call everyone out and quote-unquote drain the swamp. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I understand yeah. about it. Yeah, so that's what it is. Yeah, okay. And I'll give a little bit of a, more of a background. So uh, I've learned of what QAnon is a bit through reading, but largely two really fascinating podcasts. We mentioned this on the last one, Rabbit Hole. Highly suggest listening to that. They have a QAnon episode or two. And then Reply, I believe it's Reply All as a podcast, which has a specific QAnon one. And I had a couple people recommend that. And they do a deep dive into, you know, how all of those like chans were started, 8chan and all those things. And the people who own that community and most 
probably were the first posting of Q. Can you go into what 4chan and 8chan is? Because I don't think everyone knows what that is. Okay, so long story short, there's these there there's different migration of communities where people want to be able to say terrible things. They want to use language that is derogatory and mean, and they say that it's free speech. To a certain level, there's some aspects of free speech, but basically it's like people can't say certain things on starting with, you know, Reddit is expunging people, and then they move over to a community like 4chan, which is called, this is like 4 is a number, and then chan is like a channel. Then people from 4chan moved to 8chan, which is another one, and then there was 8con. And so there's basically is 8chan these... worse than 4chan? Is that how it works? Or it's it's like deal? really, it's the deal is just that. So specifically on 4chan, people were posting child pornography, and oh. then 4chan tried to block that, and then people started to move to 8chan. So it's like okay. base, every time a community is cutting off people from being you know, illegal or problematic or whatever, people create an entire new thing in the name of free speech and then it gets out of hand, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that's the long short of it. These communities have existed for a very long time. It's only fairly recently that you've started to see it spill over into social media and it's like it went from people and Justin said this really good to us last night. Justin that, is Sophie's boy yeah, brother. Yeah, my brother. That this these communities of conspiracy theorists and, you know, essentially what could be 12-year-old boys that never grow up that are, you know, edgelords, you know, making these jokes have been around for a while, but only recently has what they've been making up been transferring over to Facebook, which then has, like, you know, boomers who are, you know, mm-hmm. taking it at face value, right? And this is exactly what happened with QAnon. So, so QAnon starts in... You know, Achan in these communities where they're posting, I believe it's Achan or Achan, but there somebody posts and says, "Hey, I am a secret operative in the government, and there's the sex trafficking, and everybody's in on it. Mm-hmm. Except Donald Trump is going to save us all, right?" And it starts, it starts in a way where if you are to read about this, you're like, "This is some person making this up, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just somebody trying to do this for attention or whatever." Now, over time, it starts to grow, and this person is posting more and more things. And each time they're posting, they're saying, there's going to be a big event, and then all of the, like, the military is going to come, and they're going to arrest all these people, or there's going to be, like, this happened and this happened. And they're pointing to all these things, and it's very similar to doomsday cults, like to Christian doomsday cults, right? And then the thing about it is that while this is happening, this password is not protected. So this Q person is actually a number of different people and there's a time period where pretty much like anyone can go and like figure out the password and then post as Q, right? So it's not even belonging to any one person. But what is happening is this moves from these communities into Facebook, right? And Instagram and Twitter. And so you start to see people talking about Q and getting involved and then it starts to create this like underground community of people who are in this conspiracy and then it moves to becoming a cult because now as we discussed in our last episodes echo chambers right social media makes it that you're only seeing more and more of the things that you want to see so people are starting to get validated by oh everybody knows about q or the sex trafficking thing and then there starts to be a hashtag that trends did you hear about save the children Mm -hmm. right yeah so what do you know about save the children i know that save the children is an actual charitable organization and this 
LGBTQ group, they started to use Save the Children to call out like the pedophilia that's been going on. And Save the Children, I think, got mad or put a stop to the use of the hashtag because they were like, um, no, yeah, we're not crazy. We're, we're not actually, associated with yeah, this we're not stuff. actually doing this stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like when I first learned about this stuff was when I saw somebody post on Instagram about, oh my God, Wayfair is selling children, right? And so I was like, what? So I went online to look up what they were saying is like price like, you know, $10,000. And it's not, it was like $50 or whatever reasonable amount. And so people were just virally spreading fake screenshots. Right. And that was actually for me, there's no definitive proof that this is Russian interference. Right. But that's when for me, I was like, I think this is some level of sophisticated trolling Mm -hmm. because there's always been this kind of hoax on the Internet and people like do fake things. Mm -hmm. Right. And they like spread. That's why Snopes is existing. I actually kind of got caught up in that for a quick second. I was like, is this real? Yeah. 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 The, well, it, it the hit Wayfair on. thing. I was well, like, whoa, this yeah. sounds like really kind of sketchy. Yeah. Well, here, then, who knows? I don't know. Here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's, it's, uh, it's sophisticated enough yeah. that it's like, who is this? It's, it's going to get like white, m- you know, middle class women in the United States. Right. You know, and they're going to be like, oh my God, children are getting attacked. Yeah. That's terrifying. And it's going to like start blowing yeah. up and it's getting a certain type of person who's not going to do what I did, which is to right. say, what? And then go online and go to Wayfair's website. Right. So people are sharing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is where you started to see then also the fact that Q started to connect to this Save the Children and all of this is coming together. Again, I'm thinking there's some level of sophisticated um, things happening combined with people trolling Mm -hmm. combined with people legitimately being stupid Mm -hmm. or like, I mean, that's mean, but like, I don't, you know, I don't know what to say because there's a level of critical discernment that I'm, I think you know, as we go into it, you and I were falling into negative situations. I don't believe that we're stupid, but I also believe that we fell prey to not listening to our gut. You yeah, know, we, have, and being we were like, vulnerable. Uh, for we were a not. Number we were, of we're not tough-minded. We were vulnerable for yeah. a number of reasons, and we're going to yeah. talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's not necessarily stupid. Yeah, you go against like what you know is kind of like the mainstream way of thinking about things, and that feels. That that feels wrong, you know. You feel like, oh, like this, this is a conspiracy. This feels wrong. Like I'm gonna say something that so many people don't believe, and you kind of like risk something. But you also know that the government has done really fucked up shit. You know that yeah. organizations have done really fucked up shit that has, um, you know, actually the conspiracies are not all incorrect. You know, there's conspiracies well, yeah. that are correct. Well, I mean, yeah, but the they're, it's. It's coming from a true place of feeling disenfranchised and disconnected and from the world and powerless. Mm-hmm. And Very much powerless. And you see believe, that there's fucked up shit. And yeah, and you want to believe yeah. that somebody has control and power yeah. because that's less scary than nobody knows what they're doing. Yes. Right? Agreed, Which is like yeah. what you and I believe. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So going back to Q, some interesting facts that I pulled out for folks is unsurprisingly, it grew substantially during COVID. So it's been growing and growing in the past few years. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, Q got really aligned with Trump and started to show up at his mm-hmm. Q people started showing up at his rally. So we, we saw an evolution of like conspiracy stuff in these mm-hmm. really, you know, very um, 
kind of off the grid groups Mm -hmm. into traditional social media, into people who have online community, into people who start to have real life community, Mm -hmm. into people who start to align themselves with Trump and go to rallies and like be really part of that, right? And be really anti-vax. Yeah, anti-vax and anti-mask and like, you know. All hopes. And and, yeah, exactly. And and it grew really rapidly because of COVID because people were bored, right? And lonely. Yeah, and so the misinformation spread like wildfire, you know. And again, where I'm, my conspiracy theory, but it's not a conspiracy theory because for years there's been... um, um, information about Russians trolling is like it also happened like surprising unsurprisingly it's an election year right so I think there was a level there was a push of mis, uh, misinformation again this past year but it came out under the guise of all these Q, pushing these Q conspiracy theories yeah. right and now we're seeing that Q and this conspiracy theory is big in Germany and is big in Japan and it's getting big all over the world so there are people in other countries, this is so shocking to me, that think that Trump is going to save the He's world. He's going to save the people world. People in Japan think that. People yeah. in Japan were rallying for Trump. And I'm like, what, are, what, what is going on in Japan? What is, I know more so what's going on in Germany, right? They always deal with this kind of xenophobic nationalism. <sighs> You know, and then going to the thing where I think a lot of this is fake stuff, a, um, a USC data scientist found out that 25% of the accounts that use QAnon hashtags and are retweeting InfoWars and OAN and all that are bots. But then that means 75% are like real ass people. Mm. Yeah, so that's that. And... You know, they've been saying for four years now that there's going to be some, like, special doomsday event called the storm where, like, everyone's going to get arrested and everything's going to come down. And, you know, they, they thought all they the thought, way up yeah, to the, the inauguration. inauguration. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. And so, Raina, you're going to fill me in because I don't, I, like, I don't yeah. know what's going on since the inauguration with yeah. these people. Yeah, give you the update on the Q, yeah. Q crew. So the Q and honors have been kind of backing up this theory all the way leading up to the inauguration. Up until Biden was, you know, sworn in, the Q communities were tuning in online um, to, to to a possible elaborate they setup. The, they thought that the military was like, it's like a movie, yeah. right? They're thinking like, oh it's my like God, it's going to be happen. like, you yeah. know, Harrison Ford's going to yeah. like come in yeah. and, and sa- save us all and Trump is going to fly in on, you know. God, Trump's I like know. disgusting I body. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like where Did is you just he picture him in tights? Just right I just now. pictured him like coming off a helicopter <laughs> and I was like, how is this man physically capable of heroics? But Well, I don't know. There are people... I don't know. It's it's sad. But yeah, so they were thinking that at the inauguration there was going to be some huge event and you know, as the event went on and on and on and you know, Lady Gaga is like doing her thing and you know, Tim McGraw is up there. It's like oh, they're getting more face, and more. Yeah. They're online on um on these sites like Telegram and these other free speech sites. And they're watching the inauguration together and like live chatting with each other through it. And from what I understand, they're getting more and more concerned as the inauguration is going on. They're just like, when is it going to happen? And when is it going to happen? And they're all freaking out about it. And obviously it, you know, it didn't happen. And, 
you know, they, they were expressing a lot of disappointment on these sites. There was a lot of disappointment, angered. They felt betrayed by Trump. They felt just completely betrayed. So, yeah. So, like, what happened is Telegram actually ended up ha- having to cancel the uh, commenting on their Telegram site because people were getting too, too much. And Telegram decided that y'all need a breather. Mm. Which I thought was interesting because we were talking on our last episode about how it's a free speech site. These There's these free speech sites that people are going to. They're leaving Instagram. They're leaving Facebook and stuff like that because they're monitoring this stuff and they're shutting things down. Yeah. Things get too hot. Yeah. And they decided with this one that they're going to shut this down because things were getting too heated with the QAnon crew. Yeah. And they were like, we need to protect people. They made that choice, which is a good choice. I'm glad that Telegram did that. What is know? Telegram? I don't even know. It's a social media site. I don't is it really like know voice? That is it voice social media or like video social media? I don't know. I had heard of it, but I thought it was an app. It is an app. Oh, okay, it's an app. Yeah, just is like it like Instagram one of those? Is, an app. is it one of those apps that you don't need to put your identity in? I that I don't know. Okay, I don't. Okay. I don't think so. 4chan is like that. 4chan is like that, but there's a special app called Signal oh, okay. that you don't need to, like, it doesn't link to your identity, mm, okay. right, in the way that WhatsApp does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about Telegram. Okay. I should have done more research about that. Maybe we'll update y'all on the yeah. on our social media or something. Okay. We'll do a little bit more digging to see what the heck Telegram is. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can do a look into, like, what all of these little free speech sites, what's what's the poll, what's the thing that they yeah. do, what's their gig. Um. But yeah, so so even after Biden was inaugurated and J Lo performed and you know everything, you know the the that young woman did her poetry reading and you know they had you know all these performances happen. There's still people, a lot less people who are wanting to hold on, and they think that Trump is still coming back. Really? Oh yeah. There's people. Who but are what's still the thinking. when? Did, oh my god. Like in March or something. They think he's going to come back, back in, in March. March. Yeah, they oh, think man. he's going to come back in March and like he there's a plan, there's a plan, there's a plan. It's just it's just this thing where they they really think that, you know, there's a plan, but most people have fallen off, thank goodness. That's great. Um, but the concern is at this point is that there's been so much identity and ego wrapped up in and, yeah, this association with the QAnon. real world. Yeah. And people are having a hard time coming back from that. I mean, it's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing to be all about that and be like preaching. Okay, this is not great. This is going to happen. And be so sure, so yeah, sure it's it's going to happen. It's like it's easier to just keep with the lie and yeah. the delusion because totally. it's so painful to so the painful. ego to say I spent however many months or years, years yeah, like fully committed to this yeah totally you know and, 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 and picking fights with your family about it yeah like losing dis- friends disconnecting over from your family from like people. people have lost com- like community friends yeah. family probably romantic relationships yeah Right. Definitely. Oh deleting God. your Instagram, deleting your Facebook, and all the years of content that you've uploaded of you and your God cat. knows what kind of problems you've had with your job. Yeah. You know, like... Like your whole community oh knows God. that you're just... You kind of want a little Yeah, cuckoo. yeah. I think the cognitive dissonance is so high mm-hmm. that I'm not surprised that a lot of people are staying in. I would think that the more your investment, yeah. the harder to leave. Probably the yeah. people who are like always doing it a little bit more fun it was for fun yeah. are more like totally. okay they're able to kind of yeah like, they're able to be like All right, well I'm I guess out. it didn't work out yeah move on yeah and be like right. oopsies 
especially as we come out of the pandemic, mm-hmm. probably a bunch of people are like, meh, like, yeah. you know, I can go outside now. Oh, well, yeah. I thought it was going to happen, but I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so the concern right now is that with these people, they might be more susceptible to be falling into other right-wing groups that are mm. violent. So it's, like, dangerous. That are, yeah, it's a dangerous place to be in to protect yeah. their own identity and their own ego and their own yeah, pride. Their own like, they can band together with other people who are refusing to accept reality as well and um, maybe get a little bit more grounded, but in like darker kind of things you know um stuff that are maybe more military militaristic i don't know know. Mm -hmm. um you know stuff that's just a little bit more hardcore so we we do have to keep an eye out for that to happen for these people to get in those situations and later on we're going to talk about how to deal with friends and family and people that you know that have been in a cult that are in a cult that believe conspiracies conspiracies, like what to how to kind of interact with them because I mean, we really do ultimately need to, like, pull them back into society so that they can have a ground again. Because they just, they got really ungrounded, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, all right. So, let's jump into, you know, where we're going to go. So, why we're both personally interested. So, Raina was in a cultish church and I was in a cultish Burning Man BM (laughs) it's like bowel movement Burning Man community but actually I was also in a church environment that I found to be unhealthy and Raina was also in a Burning Man community that she found some unhealthy markers now none of this is a cult right like we haven't been in like what is the the Osho cult or you know like we haven't been in anything like that neither of us have ever believed a conspiracy theory that was all consuming of our lives Mm -hmm. but we want to point out that we've engaged and indulged in these cult adjacent yeah cult adjacent and conspiracy type of Mm -hmm. um communities and experiences because we believe that the way that this starts like you don't just join a cult or believe a conspiracy from the get-go like for example Scientology it's like somebody comes to you and is like aliens are in charge and coming down and whatever you're gonna be like you're crazy you know, I mean, some people might go for Yeah, they for come it. in, like, being like, hey, you want to work on your self-development? We mm-hmm. have programs that are mm-hmm. here to, like, help mm-hmm. for your self-development. That's how they get you in. And they yeah. do have programs that kind of help you out slowly show you the crazy. Slowly. And by that time, you're into you're it. Into right? You've already invested $200,000. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. So we want to open that up to the fact that, like, what we believe is that Cults and conspiracies are, you know, grow and are fostered by emotional dysfunctions in people, right? And going back to our abuse episode and the attachment episode, a lot of what a lot of what people are experiencing is dysfunctions from how they grew up, from maybe attachment, right? And they are used to abusive relationships, so they find abusive communities. And then going into social media and like what we were discussing the prior episode, you know, you can get into the same kind of echo chamber and group think that you do in a community in real life as you can do in communities online. And get lost in it. Yeah. Real lost. Yeah. So, yeah, we just found that things just got so out of hand this year with QAnon and with you know, like the the coronavirus is a hoax stuff, and there's just a lot of conspiracies that came out this year that caused a lot of conflict. 
uh, unnecessary conflict, some most would argue. And we just wanted to talk about a little bit about QAnon, which we just did, but we wanted to talk about our experiences and how um, what made us vulnerable to these types of environments. And we actually think that there's a lot of different, uh, you know, environments that are culty, but maybe aren't as toxic as others. There's a, there's a range of, of uh you know, toxicity when we're talking about groups of people gathering together around a certain ideal. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's kick off with Raina and the church. Oh, gosh. Okay. So a little bit about me is that I used to be very, very religious. I was a part of a group called the God Squad. I was and in the guy. I know. So we were in the guy. I wasn't going to out you. I was going to let you just be there. We weren't actually, we didn't call ourselves the God's God. People Other at people school called, called us, us the God's God squad because we were like all like Christian Jesus people and we were walking around and like we prayed and stuff like that and people made fun of us, which well, they we should have. We were annoying. Like, I, I have so much like brain damage that I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> what happened. Like how people started calling us that? Yeah. I just know that at one point when we were showing up places, people were like, oh, it's the God squad. Yeah. But all I remember is that basically we were sober and everyone was like, yeah, oh, you we guys were sober. the God That's squad. Why. We, we were like going to we were, parties. Yeah. We, we didn't drink because you know? we were like godly. <laughs> Yeah, and so like that—that that was that was a loud thing in the room. I mean, that we stood out like thing. a sore thumb. Especially because we still kept going to hang out with everybody. I know well, we wanted to hang out. We just yeah, I people know. didn't want to hang out with us, and we came around with our God stuff though. <laughs> no, they were really not we're about not interested. It. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> but anyway, I have a long history, and I, I'll go into like my whole journey with the church and spirituality and religion and stuff like that on someday. But today. I just want to talk about my experience with this one church. Um, I'm not going to name it, but I will call it Many Fires Church. Many Fires. Many Fires Many Church. Fires. Okay. So we can call this church sort of a charismatic church, uh, which means that there is like a laying on of hands, uh, speaking in tongues. There's sort of a hyper-focus on healing prayer sessions. And like demonic. Demonic um, casting out of Yeah, like exorcism. Yeah, charismatic. Yeah, I forgot about that. Exorcism stuff, dramatic displays of worship. Yeah, like you shaking. Of, you kind of see that on some of the televangelists. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it was like one of these where like people were weeping. You know, and, you know, lots of deep, deep, deep spiritual work where you're just digging real deep and you're sharing really intimate details with the people in your group. And I was a part of a youth group. It was a youth group. It was a newish church. It had only been around for maybe a year or two. So, you know, it hasn't really been established. It was just this one surfer dude and his wife and they ran the church and he was kind of like a cool guy, you know, um... But we would go over to his house, like a whole big group of us young people. I think I was maybe 17, 18 or something like that, maybe younger. Um, I forget. I lost track of time. I was young. And uh, we would go over there and we would have these sessions get real deep. And, um, you know, there was just like a lot of pressure to like share really deep stuff about yourself. And I found it to be a little bit intense for me, especially because I was coming down from like a, a traumatizing, another traumatizing experience. 
So I didn't really feel super comfortable. So you weren't wanting to open up as much? Not as much. And so what attracted you? Like, why did you start going? You know, what was... Well, because I still believed in God. Like, I still Mm. believed in God. I still believed in, you know, whatever. I still wanted that connection. I still wanted to get together with people Mm -hmm. and be spiritual. Mm -hmm. Like, I I wanted to have a spiritual connection. I wanted to grow, you know, spiritually and emotionally and mentally. And I felt like this was a place where people were focused on that. But it was very intense. It was a little bit too intense You had to, like, lay yourself out raw. You had to lay yourself out raw. Stuff like that. And it was all about rawness. Yeah, stuff like that really disturbs me now that I'm much older because I recognize that you need to be in a held container. Yeah, you need boundaries. Whether that's, like, in a spiritual circle or Mm -hmm. whether that's in a therapy session. Yes. Yes. You need boundaries. You need to make sure that it's the right amount that you open up. Like, no one should ever open up all the way at one go, especially if you've been traumatized. Yeah. And if you didn't open up all the way, then, like, you were judged. You were judging, oh, like, no. oh, you're hiding. You're just hearing everyone else's stuff, and you're not sharing your stuff. Oh, basically, yeah. If you're going to see my dirty, nasty, yeah. so you better you show your show dirty, your nasty. dirty, nasty. Yes, exactly. So it was that, and it just got to be too much. I really wanted the spiritual community, but I was just like, you know what? No. But, yeah, so I, found, I, I left the church eventually. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing, and, you know, I have my own spirituality that I'm going to practice, and... Whatever. So a, a, a while down the line, after I had already left, I started to hear things about the man that ran that church. So there was a young girl that went to our church gatherings. I think she was like 13 or 14 and found out that behind his wife's back, he was got intimate with her. And he intimate is having what? sex with, with a 13 with and 14. Yeah. So he's having sex with a child. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not surprised. No, we're not, we're not surprised. surprised because there's always people in these types of boundaryless, yes. problematic yeah. situations yeah. that turn out to be fucking pedophiles. Yeah, they just you know? take advantage. And he always was like such a powerful, like strong man type of personality. Like he was. Was he? And was he showing he was, himself as like a family man? With he was just like a like a, a shepherd. He was yeah. like a shepherd. And like yeah, so a trust, cool shepherd. trust. Yeah, I'm a cool, trust me. Yeah, I'm just like trying to help you out. Yeah, I'm just trying you to know? help I'm you the, out. I'm the cool guy who yeah. likes Jesus. Yeah, you know, I'm the like, cool you, guy who likes Jesus. You can Jesus. be, you can be cool and like Jesus too. Exactly. And I'm a pedophile. Yes. Also, you know, or whatever yes. the word is also when you're pedophile. into teenagers. Yeah. There's a, I forgot the word. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, so he, it came out it that, came he, out that he, like, raped that. a girl. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. actually assa- assaulting a young girl. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so how, this church, how so old was he? he? 40s. Yeah, yeah, not that it makes a difference if he was 20s, yeah. but, like, I just need to yeah. point out that, that... Of course, it's an older man. Not yeah. Old, they're not old if you're 40, but, like, that's old for being... Yeah, like and fucking, for, a, for a 13-year-old yeah. who is, like, that's her... Maybe even a little bit older than her father's, but that's her yeah. father's age, yeah. right? She's trusting somebody. Totally. That's sick. I know. That's sick, girl. So, okay, so what happened? Yeah, so eventually that church crumbled after everyone well, found yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. You'd hope. Yeah, you would hope. So that thing fell apart, and that was that. And um, so I wanted to kind of talk about like how I became susceptible to being involved in a church, like a culty situation. So the first thing is, is that I never really felt like I fit in and a church kind of welcomes a, you know, it's a welcoming community. Like 
for the most part. There's mm-hmm. to some exceptions, but usually they want people to come. They want people to donate. They want people to be a part of things and enrich their environment and do jobs for them and stack chairs and bring food. And, you know, they want more people in the group. They want more people to minister to. They want to bring more people to God. So I had kind of, when I was going through this, I had a really negative view of the world. I, I felt I felt powerless. I felt like... Uh, you know, alone. I just, I didn't really feel like I belong. I was pretty outlawed or what's the word outlawed in high school, ostracized in high school. And even before that, I was a little bit ostracized, but I, I suffered a lot of rejection and, you know, just not belonging. Like I had close friends, like you guys are my close friends, but like as far as having a group of people you didn't that have a I belonged community. in, I yeah. never had you a community. You didn't have like, like-minded no. people that didn't express care no. about you. And family too. I never had family. I never had family that yeah. was like really close together and like loved each other or anything yeah. like that. I'm, so like yeah. I was seeking that. So it made me vulnerable to an environment where I belong. Like I can show up and I, I belong there. So, you know, these people, they opened their arms to me. They wanted me to be there. And how did that look? Like, what would they do? What do you mean? What would they do that you felt welcomed? Oh, um, well, they would text me and be like, are you coming tonight? And, you know. Check in on you personally. They check in on me personally. How are you doing? You know, if I would check in with them, you know, when I showed up, they wanted to know how I was, what's been new. Yeah, Um, yeah. So they cared, you know, they, and it was like. It was a lot different from like experiences that I've had in high school with people where it was. Yeah, they're like here. Pur- they're purposely like, yeah. pushing you away. Yeah, I mean that's what something that is totally was my experience with the cultish community mm-hmm. I was in that there was such an open invitation and constant reaching out. Yeah, and I've also dealt with that with abusers. Right, right. People like, who it are goes abusive. Overboard if it's yeah, too much it's, reaching it's, out. it's it's actually love bombing, and yeah. it's the same whether it's a community of people doing it or an individual. Yes. It's the same thing where they're pulling you in and pulling you in. And if you're a healthy person, once we'll talk about this later, mm-hmm. you're like, this is weird. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I don't, I'm not you're trying to, you know. You but if you're like, if you've been yeah. hurt, right, and you feel so bad about yourself, it feels so good that someone's mm-hmm. reaching out over and over again. Even if you're not sure that you, like, want to be friends with them right. or want to be in the community or what have you. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It feels like you finally belong somewhere. And the feeling of belonging is fucking powerful it is very powerful it's extremely well, because we powerful. evolved for that too right we like we're not living in our lives anymore in, in community mm-hmm. and so when you find somewhere that feels good mm-hmm. it brings up even i would say like primal even yeah even kind, kind of, of good. good it feels primal yeah. to you you're like oh i'm safe i'm secure yeah. now yeah and they can't reject you because jesus would be bad Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, except, except. Except. I know. There's exceptions. Okay. So like the the next way that I, you know, the next thing about the church and the susceptibility is that there is truth mixed with falsehoods. Mm -hmm. So I had had, the reason why I even fell into anything religious at all is because I had a really powerful spiritual experience that made me realize that. I'm not alone. There is a God. There there are spiritual beings. And I am in touch with the spiritual world. And I am, you know, common knowledge of spiritual related phenomena was not kind of in the mainstream. Like with our friends and everything, it's not like we can go and be like, yeah, like 
this is spiritually what I'm feeling or whatever. Like that's not something that we could have talked about with our no, we couldn't have. There, like there wasn't there wasn't depth. No, there was you no know. And, depth. And, 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 I, and I and I didn't have that with my family either. Yeah, Nobody you didn't talk about anything spiritual in my family. Nobody believed in shit, and I had this crazy experience, and I had to have somewhere to go to have that be fostered. In a yeah. church, you go and you feel like everyone is aware that there's a God. Everyone's aware that there's a spiritual world. Everyone's aware that this is something like there's some real spiritual stuff going on inside. But the problem is, is that in, in the church or in any sort of whatever religious community, there is this idea that your religion is the right way and there's no other kinds of things. And, you know, you just, it asks, religion basically asks you to forsake all other wisdom and knowledge that you come in contact with. Um, and any, yeah, anything some, that exists in some, the world. Some religions. Yeah, some religions. And, and I think this is true for all dysfunctional communities, that they're yeah. saying, all unhealthy communities are saying, we know the right way. Yeah. Anyone else is wrong. Yeah. And it's a way of essentially starting to keep you into yeah. problematic or actually abusive actions yeah. in the community because you're not supposed to be looking outside. Right. It isolates you. Mm-hmm. They isolate you from everything and they, they tell you not to look at anything, not to take anything seriously so long as it conflicts with their doctrine. Yeah. And yeah. their way of doing things, their philosophy. And, yeah, and this, is, and this is something that is like really painfully true about a lot of religion yeah. because, you know, and why a lot of people have become secular because there isn't a lot of room for you to try to push back and say, I think that this yeah. is problematic. Totally. When people are using doctrine, when they're using like a text or something, you know, as their belief system or a pastor is saying everything mm-hmm. and is like, this is my interpretation of it, mm-hmm. then it's very hard to push back and say, hey, I actually disagree with mm-hmm. you. Because who are you? You're just a community person. You're right. not a leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just a basic bitch. Why should I listen to you? Yeah. 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 It's fucked up. So, and you know, the Bible, it offered a lot of wisdom that, you know, I needed at this time. You know, I had this spiritual experience. I thought it was Jesus related. And, you know, the Bible taught me about how to treat people, which was really helpful for me at the time because I kind of grew up as a wild animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really did offer. It gave you a moral me basis. A moral basis. Yeah. It gave me a moral basis. It gave yeah. me a container. For yeah. the things that I was feeling, it gave it explained the spiritual things that I was going through, mm-hmm. and so there, 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 there's the truth there. But the falsehoods, I mean, not all the Bible, the Quran, the you know the Bhagavad Gita or whatever. The not everything can be right all at the same time. There's there's stuff that's true in it, and there's stuff that's false in it, and there's claims in it that that are made that can't be you know. It just, so how did that look at this church? So with this church, um, you know, I don't really feel like this This really relates to any particular church. I think this is how I just got into religion in the first place, like in, into Christianity. Like it's just... It's truth mixed with falsehood. Yeah, and I also, I actually think that every religion is, you know, cult adjacent. adjacent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's like a full-on cult. I think that generally they're more healthy and more helpful than not most of the time. I don't know. It just debate. depends on the... It depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I think that all all churches or whatever, communities like that, there's, like, a cultiness and there's a truth mixed with falsehoods, which com- conspiracies are that way. Yeah. And uh, with QAnon, like, for example, there's the truth about ultra-rich people trafficking and abusing teenagers, 
for example, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell were very involved in this. And they were seen associating with many prominent Republicans and celebrities and everything like that. And And so people can see pictures of that. And see, see, oh, see, he, everyone knew, everyone knew, and everyone's involved. Yeah, and blo- everyone's but then they involved. blow it up. They blow it up. Right? They blow it up into something, and they made yes. it bigger. Exactly. Made it bigger than it is. So it's like yeah. there's some truth to things, and that's how conspiracies kind of yeah yeah conspiracies and like grow. sits well with people in, in some ways. And um, but yeah, okay. So like the last one that I have that made me feel you know susceptible to this made me susceptible to this is just wanting to feel special. I felt like inside I had something special within me, but nobody was recognizing it. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents didn't recognize it. My community didn't recognize it. I was wild. I was a feral human being when I was a kid. So, like, I don't blame them for not recognizing anything special in me because I had so many layers built up on top of it. Um, but it was for the first time I was seen for my spiritual gifts. You know, like the fact that I was so intuitive, the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, I was in touch with like kind of like the dream world and, you know, the fact that I I did have like healing kind of powers within me. The church saw that and I felt special. I felt special felt to be a part of that. Seen. I felt seen. I felt seen. Appreciated. Appreciated for loved, my gifts. Yes. Yeah. Respected. Yes. Which are all things that we need as human beings. Yes. Yeah. But you fall into these environments that have other problematic things in them and then it just it's like okay you're a part of a cult at this point so that's how um, they that's how they suck you in yeah you know that's also part of the love bombing right they build you You up they build you're great you do all these things wow like that's a gift from god yeah yeah oh my god i'm so special yeah finally somebody recognizes yeah yeah and yeah, and then it becomes this us versus them thing because you and everyone else in the church also has their spiritual gifts, which we call spiritual gifts, which everyone has. Literally every single person has their own gifts, spiritual or not. Um, but like when you get together with people who are focused on the spiritual gifts, it, be- it becomes a thing within that group and it becomes an us versus them. So you start looking at people outside of the church and like, oh, those are non-believers or they're... Yeah, and then you're also getting more and more disconnected from somebody who could be like, hey, this is really weird that's going on in your community. You know, this is bizarre. It's not normal. Like, even being in a charismatic church and talking to someone who goes to regular church, they would be like, what is happening? But you're so, you know, you're so ingrained now in the space that you're in that you're just, you know, and... and and you're just not going to say anything because yeah. you're going to lose all the goodness. You're going to totally. lose all these people who think you're special. Yeah, if you and are texting it, you yeah. and are checking in on you and are you know validating yeah. you and you know all this stuff. Like you're just like you're not going to have access to it anymore. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. you question it. It's not going to be the same anymore for you. Yeah. You're going to be looked at as an enemy. And the Scientology certainly, like, has this written as like suppressive person is like the term that they use. Yeah, but like. In church, it's kind of like an unsaid thing. They don't label you as anything. They just kind of silently, passive-aggressively kind of treat you in a certain way. And you're just not one of them really anymore. They can't really trust you anymore. And, you know, you're kind of like radioactive a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I think this is a good time to jump into my story. Yeah, yeah. I think we should take a break. This episode is brought to you by Critical Thinking. Did a friend tell you coronavirus tests have worms wiggling in them? 
Does your colleague swear 9-11 was an inside job? Is a dude in your new friend group telling you that you must brand yourself with his initials to stay friends with everyone? That's when some good old-fashioned critical thinking comes in. Arming you with knowledge, rationality, and a dose of logic, critical thinking will act as a force field against abusers, dummies, and weirdos. Use some today. Available for an unlimited time only. Found at your local colleges and bookstores. Exceptions apply in red states. Okay, let's get back to the show. All right, so let's jump into my experience with the Burning Man group. Ambivalent Towners. (laughs) That's not their name. It's not their real name, but, you know. We're protecting their identities because we don't want drama. We don't want drama, but they know who they are. All right, so... This crew, all right, if I had to really get into what where I joined the crew, like, real deep, is, like, I was dealing with untreated, like, kind of depression and anxiety. It had been treated, but I was in a pretty hard place, right? Mm-hmm. I had gone through a couple of really hard years, right? Things I'd gone through, things my former partner had gone through, we'd gone through together, you know, and... Also, I was really like continuing to learn and grow and develop as a person. But, you know, there was all this stuff in me where I was not really wanting to feel my pain and be in it, you know, and feel even like growing up. Like there was this thing of this fear of growing up, right? Whether you look at it as I was traumatized or just somebody in a moment in life that was hard, right? I was like, I had turned 30. And in this moment, I was off of partnership breakup very painful I you know just had been dealing with a number of hard years and I was just really in a a tough space and I didn't want community actually that's that was not as much something that I was looking for I really wanted just to be accepted as I was and be able to do what I wanted to do which was actually pretty self-destructive right not highly self-destructive I've always been the type of person who's like I have a job I have a life I can even have a relationship but I'm indulging in behaviors of ignoring my emotions whether that's using substances or partying or you know engaging even in relationships that are dramatic and that's just me you know not wanting to deal with what's going on right and so that's what that was the the the, the place that I was in right and for me, less so than you, I think it was a thing of feeling the bullying or like being cognizant of the bullying because this was like 10 years after your experience, mm-hmm. right? For me, it was probably underneath that, right? I think unconscious mm-hmm. is that, you know, I had also never felt like I fit in and really, you know, had a tenuous relationship with being liked by people or, or liking them myself. And just feeling constrained, feeling like I could never be myself in whatever situation I was, which is like kind of quirky and weird and eccentric in certain respects. And I actually believe all of us have this in in us, right? But some of us, we have personas that can more easily fit into regular society. Mm -hmm. You and I don't. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like weird birds, really. And this is why we're doing this podcast and, you know, like for reals, right? We need an outlet to get out some of this energy that we have and... And so I really, you know, I I came through this group through my ex and I, you know, immediately felt in my gut, not good, mm, not really? good about it. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like these people. And I told, I told Justin and Justin picked it up immediately. This is like early on in his relationship with Wendy. And he's like, 
these people were the losers in high school who are now creating cliques to feel good about themselves. Mm. And you know what? I remember him saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what, Justin? You got that shit, and I should have <laughs> listened to you, right? You know? And I mean, I did, but I, I you know... You want to see what you want to see. But there was other things. You were vulnerable. And I, was vu- I was vulnerable. And I, yeah. that's what I'm saying is yeah. I wanted to see what I wanted to see. Yeah. And what happened is all the things that you felt special about, I felt mm-hmm. special about. Mm-hmm. People were reaching out to me and wanting to hang out with me, inviting me into their home. And there was a lot of real generosity here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that and anyone... creativity. Yeah, and creativity. And I don't think anyone thought... I'm trying to like love bomb Sophie or like get her in, yeah. right? That's what had happened to them. Mm-hmm. So they were doing that to me. And so I was like fresh, I was fresh blood and it was like come in. And I was feeling very much um, good and rewarded for myself. Like people really liked me. People who were leaders in this community really liked me. Everyone really liked me. Mm-hmm. Now, over time, I got suspicious and was like, is it just because I'm an attractive woman? Right. But even then, I think that wasn't just it. I think people actually, I was connecting with them intellectually. You know, we were having like good good conversations, conversations, you know, and everyone was free. Right. So the Burning Man ethos of you can dress up how you want. You can have relationships how you want. Your sexuality is how you want. You can, you know, um, go out dancing and go to judgment. No judgment. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody's really friendly. Right. Like if you go to a normal club, people are like mad dogging you, you know, giving you dirty looks. Yeah. They're all this stuff. And if you go to a Burning Man party, everyone is kind and respectful. I mean, not every single person, but like enough people that if somebody's acting out of line, yeah. other people will step in. Right. right? Like culture. you're protected as a woman. Like people aren't going to touch you. They're not going to like be disrespectful in a way. It is the culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, coming into this group was like, wow, I can be wearing these outfits and I can be hanging out with people you know, in a way that is like an intimacy that you don't have as an adult where you're like cuddling and hanging out. And then I love to dance. We love to dance, right? I love house music. I love dance mm-hmm. music. So I was like, oh, I get to party every weekend. Yeah. And then, you know, I get to be around people who are grown adults, but like have jobs and do this mm-hmm. and that, but like, you know, live this life. And cool jobs too. They all like, you were connected to people who like did some cool shit. Yeah. 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 And so awesome it was just like, be around people that yeah. you like, admire, look up to. Yeah. It was, yeah. And it was super fun. Yeah. And, uh, again, the, the attention and feeling so good about myself. Um, so that's that. Yeah. So anyone listening to this, what's what's the problem? What's the problem is that there were very predatory men in this group. Very predatory, mm-hmm. right? And you know what? I would also say that there were women who were predatory. If you brought a romantic interest, other people would try to get with that person. Mm-hmm. And everyone constantly felt insecure. It was under the guise of free love and polyamory. Totally fine, right? Totally fine. The problem was that the one of the group leaders who I was very close with was harassing women, right? And it wasn't sexual assault. It was constant pressure to hook up with him. Another group leader was actually getting in trouble until people were having words with him that he was constantly like sexually harassing women, right? And actually a number of people had to talk about him touching women or saying things to women, right? And he was having multiple conversations about it with people. And there was another guy who was known to be very respectful in BDSM and things, but then privately women were telling me that they felt disrespected, right? You know, um, and so there was all these dynamics there and it was something that, God, I was like in it for a couple years, right? And, you know, 
a former friend, Daria, right, was in it and was like really experiencing it heavily. And I started to see that there was a toxicity there of allowing this behavior with these men in charge Mm -hmm. and generally allowing disrespectful behavior to happen. And everyone just let it go because it was better to be chill, right? And if you stood up and you had a problem with it, whether it was that disrespectful behavior or something else, if you had a real problem and said, I disagree, I think this is wrong, you were ostracized right and a party pooper yeah a par- yeah a party pooper but the thing is it's worse than that it's darker yeah, totally. than that it wasn't just like this person's lame yeah. what happened is daria came out and was like making a stand mm-hmm. right you know daria was actually sexually assaulted mm-hmm. in the group right and they tried to do a mediated session they did a mediated session and the person who raped her right to be very clear went and did therapy or did said i'm going to work on myself and change right But Daria never felt safe in the group again, right? Daria felt like, I don't want to be around this person. You know, I feel unsafe, right? And the group, instead of saying to Daria, we we really empathize with you. We understand. About a year later, they were like, why weren't you you over it? He's done the work. He's trying to be better. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah, they actually said that. And when Daria spent another year processing this and finally said, went to another woman, right, who we'd been very close to and said... If you're going to keep being friends with this other person, right, who's raped me, if you're going to be friends with my rapist, Mm -hmm. I can't be friends with you, Mm -hmm. then this person and her predatory partner, who I'd been close with, Mm -hmm. turned around and started, like, a smear campaign against Daria, Mm -hmm. making up things about her, right? You know? And, yeah. And that's the moment when I was like, oh, my God. This is a very toxic community, you know? And it's only after this that I actually found out that one of these predatory men had had a long history of this, you know, and had always been saying that he was, like, learning and growing and wanting to respect women and a feminist. And I found out he'd, he'd been in another Burning Man camp where he'd been accused by multiple women of being harassing towards them. And when I called him out, he freaked out. And, you know, they they came after me and said that I was toxic and trying to break up the family. And they even reached out the to a family. Yeah, the family. Shut and that I attacked off. them, right? Which, keep in mind, I never told anyone else any of this in, yeah. the, in this group, except for a few very close girlfriends, who some of them told me and Daria back that they had been sexually mm. harassed by this predator, right? You know? And uh, I didn't say anything to anyone. I just called out the person to himself because I was like, I don't want a relationship with you. He went and told somebody in the group who's a partner at a law firm to try to like, I don't know, figure out what to do about the claim, you know. And so they started to push against us, Daria and I. And then they actually tried to reach out to Daria and start to like have a relationship with her again. I think to try to push me out and say that I was lying. We got out of that group and left, as you know. But, you know, they, you know, we never said anything. And I didn't because of the drama, right, you know, about it. But also because, like, it's, even though Me Too is happening at this time. It was? Yeah, this was during mm-hmm. Me Too. All of this is popping off, right? Mm-hmm. And I still felt uncomfortable because I knew that people were going to be like, well, you know, people don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So I just dealt with it by leaving the community. I was like, I don't want yeah. to. And it's, and these women, here's the thing that's hard too, is some of these women who told me that they'd 
they had dealt with predatory behavior, right? They named these three men that I mentioned, this person and these two other men, Mm -hmm. right? They've stayed in the community. Still? Yeah. And they've, you know, either they're in it or they're adjacent. And... They, the they didn't want they the didn't want anyone to yeah that's the powerfulness and they didn't want anybody to know yeah and also let me say something if you think that it's okay to let go of pain and abuse that you suffered because you want to keep harmony for someone else you are thinking that you're not worth it in this world right and you're putting somebody above yourself and you should never do that you know? At the very least, you need to get the fuck out. You need to get out, right? It's not okay because every moment that you stay in is an, an additional moment of being re-traumatized. Yeah, and they and they just let you enable them. Like, I don't want to put you, the victim, in, in a place where you're, you know, victimizing. But sometimes it just ends up that way. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And what I would say for, for that group, what happens with people is I believe all of those people were victims. Yeah. And everybody was constantly, like in a way assaulting each other because you yeah it was like you felt like you were safe in a community but at the same Mm -hmm. time you could never feel safe anyone could at any point touch you Mm -hmm. inappropriately when you didn't want that right you know you were on substances together and who knows what was going on anything goes anything goes anything goes is not healthy anything goes is absolutely unhealthy and I met a woman at the very end when I was leaving this community I met a woman who said it in the best way. She said, you know, in normal life, you hear a lot of no's. You hear no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. So in these communities, you're hearing yes. Mm -hmm. You're hearing yes, 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 yes. The problem is that you shouldn't have all yeses. Mm -hmm. That's not good either. That's not healthy either, right? You know, so that was my experience. Not very similar to yours, right? I felt special. There was an us versus them mentality, which was Mm -hmm. also really keeps you in there because it's like we have special knowledge we have a special way of being we're special we're all special and if you leave you're a normie yeah yeah you're a normie right that was what you heard from a burning man community i i wasn't in a burning man community but i hung out with burning man people and yeah there's i have to say that i don't have anything against burning man i don't think either one of us have anything against no i mean i I went to burning man burning man's great and i have i i actually ended up because i left this other community in disdain, um, I went with another Burning Man community that was very good healthy, and kind. Still friends with, yeah, a healthy man. community, which I'll describe, you know, yeah. later. But yes, we're not we're not talking smack about Burning Man, no. and we're not even talking smack about Christianity. Yeah. We're talking about how community can become dysfunctional, cult adjacent, as yeah. you say, and then due to like emotional vulnerability, and then that you have, what are the yeah, and then what are the similarities to a cult, right, and like. So a thing about cults is like you have to buy in everything or you're out, yeah. right? And so like you can't, you can't say anything against the rules. You can't push back. Even apparently, if you've been in, in the group I was in, if you were raped, you still couldn't like say, yeah. "Hey, this is I'm still in pain about this mm-hmm. and I'm not okay with this," right? You know that was not okay for you the have cohesiveness. You go with the flow all the time. Yeah, I mean, the flow and the flow is by a, somebody this else. Guy, this man, some dude decides. That wants to oh, fuck he, everyone. Usually a dude yeah. that wants to fuck everyone. Yeah, decides. He just wants his free reign to fuck the world. Yeah, my spiritual teacher said, uh, you know, he thinks he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's gonna like he's the shaman with his dick oh, or something yeah. like that. Like he's gonna heal everyone dick. with his magic penis, you know? Oh god, gross. I met him. He's not sexy. <laughs> that was no. That was gross. 
No. Yeah. He was just creepy to me. He just had this, like, sle- slimy, sleazy, greasy... Well, that's... But that's the I thing. got the vibe. That's the thing, too, about communities where, again, you're, like, in it, and you're, like, yeah. you know, you're covered up, is that you're not... Like, if other people are, like, what are you believing? Who are you? Like, for Trump. Trump is an... Like, all the QAnon... Trump is their god. And you're, like, we're all on the outside. Yes. Like, what is going on He's with you just, guys? He wants to just... he Instead of fucking all of us, he just wants to fuck all of us over. Yes. So... Yeah, 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 he's he's driven in that way. Um, and then, you know, a really, so like, you know, a really big thing too is that why I started with my situation I was in, I was in a place of an abdication of self-responsibility. And this is something that I really think is important for ending up in cults and when you want to believe in conspiracy theories is that you really want to be comforted and taken care of. I wanted to, right? I was in pain. I was in emotional pain. And here were people who were genuinely showing up in many ways, right? When I was like flailing around and not okay, they were there. They made me over. Yeah, they, 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 they listened to me like rant and rave and like go through breakups and all this kind of stuff. And they were there and it was exhausting for them. And, you know, it, it wasn't easy. Yeah. I needed to go deal with that shit on my own. Yeah. You know, I'm not to say that community isn't there. You were there for me this week when I was like ranting and raving, mm-hmm. right? But you know what? It's like, I did it for like, you know, I don't know, 48 hours, 36 hours. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's, I need to go deal with it on my own. I can't keep like putting that on other people. Mm-hmm. And it's easy in these communities for other people, whether it's emotionally or even physically, like they're taking care of you, right? Like however that looks. Mm-hmm. It's easy for everybody's boundaries to get all mixed up mm-hmm. because nobody's actually just stopping and saying, I'm only responsible for me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I realized is that by like giving up self-responsibility, by saying like, you know, I don't really, I want to be taken care of, I want to be comfortable is that I was running up against people who then were like, well, I take care of you, but then you take care of me. Mm. And sometimes that meant you take care of me sexually, right? Oh, or romantically dear. or with, atten- with oh, attention, oh. right? And I realized that that was the exchange. It was like, well, I'm here during this breakdown, but then you should be here when I need this, even no. if you don't want to give that to me. No, right? But the thing is, that it's a, you know, I was making a deal with the devil, right? Yeah. Like that, like, you know, I needed to have been home taking yeah. care of myself you know, and working working through my issues myself because, of course, no one is going to freely take care of me. Yeah. I am an adult. Yeah. We're all adults. Yeah. And in the same way that I'm looking at the, you know, predatory man and, like, mm-hmm. you know, generally people who are behaving in boundaryless ways, it's like mm-hmm. they're putting on what they need to be taken care of inappropriately on someone else. Mm-hmm. And they need to go deal with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But while I never wanted anyone to sexually take care of me, like who I was p- putting mm-hmm. that on, I was expecting it emotionally, mm-hmm. you know. And so a lot of, I believe, cults and conspiracies in that is people want to have someone else be the leader telling them what's going on. They want, yeah. you know, somebody else to help out. They want other people to, you know, take care of their activities yeah. and, you know, their belief systems. And it's just much easier than having to do all of that work yourself. How do you think that, that relates to QAnon and, like, how that situation kind of happened with, with everyone? People are living in an uncertain world. We all live in an uncertain world. Mm-hmm. So if you believe that 
Trump is actually in charge of everything. He's doing everything and he's going to make it better and he's going to make your life better. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe is going on. You know, that people really want... It's like a, here is a... um, They get together and they blame somebody together and it becomes this... That also feels like comforting, right? It's not, it's also projection, right? Instead of like, like I remember, you know, somebody said like, look at these people in bars drinking. Like, oh my God, they're Mm -hmm. so, you know... They're, this they're, is the Burning Man people. Yeah, these are the Burning Man people. Like they're so basic, right, or whatever. Like oh, as if, so like you know, like as if, like bar. Yeah, as if partying and taking drugs every weekend, but not in a bar, is somehow like meant evolved. But that was actually normies. A, yeah, the normies, right? And you know, I remember I thought that I was better than other people because I was projecting out. I was like, oh, I'm not dysfunctional. I'm free. Mm-hmm. Me partying every weekend is like free and enlightened Mm -hmm. right rather than like i'm no different than the people who are going to clubs in hollywood yeah really it's like you're all just trying to blow off steam and yeah escape your problems for a day or whatever yeah just like anyone else but you have your own flavor yeah and it was easier to say that like other people are it's always easier to say other people are the problem yeah totally it's easier to say that other people are the problem and if everyone agrees on how everything is somebody else's problem, then better yet and more powerful your cult is going to be. Yeah. Because that's how QAnon... I mean, QAnon formed alliances with the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. With the anti-maskers. Everything everything is under QAnon now. Uh, Yeah. I mean, everything just kind of like came together and we're just like, wow, everything is crazy. Yeah. Nothing's real. And, you know, there's all this stuff going on. Which, there are a lot of things going on. Nobody's doubting that. But it's just not this this one story that you're telling you that some guy on 4chan told you guys about. Yeah. Literally made up. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So let's move into the differences between healthy and unhealthy community. Let's get some positivity. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll kick it off. Okay. Um, so one resource we'll share is I found this website called evolutioncounseling.com and they have a page on what is healthy and unhealthy community. Oh, okay. And so what they said... We, we can post that on Instagram too. Yeah. yeah. So healthy community encourages individualization, right? So healthy community supports you as an individual to grow mm-hmm. and prosper as you are. Now coming back to the Burning Man community I actually went to Burning Man with, I'll give them a shout out. They are the booties, right? That's their name. And booty, booty, booty. And like, you know, perfectly frankly, I don't feel that I fit in with everybody. I don't feel that we're, you know, the same people. Which is a good thing, actually. Which actually is a good thing, right? But I, but nobody needs me to be a certain person to come to an event and to hang out and to chat with me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter right Mm -hmm. it's like they have their own vibe going on and i'm like adjacent to the vibe right but they're very welcoming and everyone in that in that community i've watched over goodness it's been like three maybe three years or so uh i've watched everyone in that community grow individually and and many people start to grow into their best selves and everybody's supportive it doesn't matter like do you want to go to academia do you want to join other communities do you want to change your identity mm-hmm. right do, are you uh strictly monogamous do you mm-hmm. are you poly are you going to use substances are you not do you want to go to parties do you want to stay home mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because what people care about is actually like who are you do and then thing. what's our what do your thing and what's what's our our um the community is based on friendship mm-hmm. you know and so you know it's very like 
okay mm-hmm. with how people are at and it's really encouraging of people to be their healthiest selves and and i've witnessed the community actually have to grapple with that right of like unhealthy party behaviors and start to say like okay we're all getting older we're starting to deal with where we're at emotionally let's start to be supportive of not having everything be party right like you know and start to grow in this way and i've i've been watching this from the outside and it's been really like beautiful and wonderful and you know when i came into the group I felt that same specialness that I'd felt before but I felt it without anyone expecting anything out of me like people were excited they're like oh cool like so awesome good to know you come hang out but also everyone was like cool if you want to go home go home like if you want to stay like there was no strange over sexual overtures Mm -hmm. there was no there was no um, expectations mm-hmm. of me. And also I'll say that there wasn't love bombing. It was like people liked me, but they weren't, you know, they weren't like texting all the right. time. They weren't, there wasn't a sense of like, you need to be my best friend now. Yeah. Right. You know, it, you know, guys weren't hitting on me. It was very, it was very chill. Yeah. It was very calm. I like right. That. And I think that's, you know, the big, big difference that I will say versus mm-hmm. unhealthy community, unhealthy community wants you to be conforming to belief systems, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, you need to believe this. You need to maybe act this way. Mm-hmm. You need to not push against the norm, right? Um, and it just starts to feel like you're getting constrained in who you are. Mm-hmm. You can't use your voice. You can't have an you can't opinion. Be critical. You yeah. can ask questions. And, and, if you, and if you do those things, you lose access, right? Mm-hmm. Healthy community, you could be critical. You could be yeah. a little bit like, I don't, you know, disgruntled or yeah. what have you. And people are like, okay, you're still in the community. Unhealthy right. community is like you're out. Yeah. You know, you're just gone. Right. Like you can raise a concern to somebody in the group because it's not like it's this hierarchical thing. Yes. You can just be like, hey, like you can have a one-on-one conversation with somebody and be like, hey, like I really didn't like the way that you did that. Like, what do you think? You know, and just kind of be a little bit more... I don't know. You can just one-on-one basis and it's not toxic. It's not like if you're bad with one person, you're bad with everyone. You know, it's... It can handle dissent. A healthy community can handle dissent. Dissent, Unhealthy community and organizations Mm -hmm. and people cannot handle dissent. It's hard. It's hard to take it. Yeah, it's hard to take it. And then, you know, this is something that is going to my experience right now and I don't know if you could speak it from yours this is hard because it's about your gut, right? And I think a lot of what we're discussing and want to give people is that this is about critical discernment. This is about, you know, how to think rationally and just be aware. Mm-hmm. But there is a level of, what does your gut feel? You know, do you feel good? Do you feel open? Do you feel expansive? Do you feel secure? Do you feel trusting? Mm-hmm. Can you be sober around these people? Mm-hmm. You know, or do you feel a little scared? Do you feel nervous? Do you feel kind of bad? Do you feel like mm-hmm. an emotional hangover? Tune into what is it your gut or body? Like whatever it is, tune into that don't because it's telling it. you something. Yeah, don't ignore it. That's that's kind of like how you don't end up in a cult, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you don't yeah get sucked into that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then there's a few more things that I wanted to bring up. Um, like, how is, um, what's a transparency over someone's in charge, right? Like, how is leadership leadership? Are they just leaders because they decided it? Is there, like, some system where people can step up into leadership? Is there, can you vote? 
can you criticize leaders? How do they take being criticized? Can you change a leader who's being not leading well? And how is leadership making decisions once their leadership is as transparent? Is everybody involved, right? Now, this is obviously for more formalized communities, but you know what? I think every community always has leaders, right? And they do a lot of work. They step in that position. But how are they using and wielding power? Uh, you know, and just finally... If any time there's weird sexual stuff going on, <laughs> that's the marker. That's a marker that it's unhealthy. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. anything else going on. Something yeah. is run. Yeah. If you feel like preyed upon, if you feel like you can't be around people because somebody might. Ugh, yeah, just get out. It's always some man. It's always some dude. Man. It's always some dude. And it's always a dude it. who's like. Just being cool. Yeah. Just being cool, yeah. man. Just being cool. Come on, free love. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't get what this whole deal is with them. Like I just, just chill the fuck out. Yeah. With your fucking penis. Yeah. Well, I that could be a fucking tagline for the world. I know. For just men. Just chill, chill the, the fuck, fuck out, out with, with your, your penis. penis. <laughs> Should have been the name of our podcast. I know. Yeah. We should. No, but it's Colts and chill the fuck out with your penis. Chill the fuck out. I, I think we should get that as a shirt. Oh my god. That would we be good. Oh, like a, our next add sweater. It to the, yeah. Oh my god. We can, oh yeah, we can make, yeah, make a special <laughs> special shirt for our 26 fans. Yeah. We'll make shirts for you guys. Yes. It's very exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, put it on order. Oh my god. Okay, and then you wanted to get into some examples all around us, both unhealthy and healthy, right? Of cult yeah. adjacent. So like I've just have one, I feel like we can be cult like certain things can be culty. Like for example, yoga communities can be culty. Yoga communities can have like a spiritual kind of undertone in a way that they function. You know, there's a lot of yoga teachers like the um, the uh, the hot yoga, the Bikram yoga. Oh, that yeah, guy. that guy who was sexually harassing yes. women. Yeah, that was like a kind of like a cult. Yeah, yeah. That was Bikram like a cult. is Bikram has. Yeah. Um, Things of a guy, Jupiter. Jupiter. Jupiter is like he's not into Bikram yoga. No, that he's guy. Not. He's not. Yeah. So. Yeah, Bikram. That was a cult situation, and so was Kundalini. There's like some Kundalini dude that was also got, yeah. It was like it's a sexual this, thing. So, it's I'm so weird t- sexual like, thing. I'm not saying that I want women to also sexually harass people, and women do sexually harass, right? But like I kind of am like I just want to hear like a woman's been abusing this guy. Like you know, I'm tired of it always being a dude. You know, I just like I'd rather no one do it. But like it's just like why is it always a dude? I don't know. It just gives me the creeps. It makes me uncomfortable in my body. Just even hearing about it, talking about it, and yes. getting sick. Because yeah. we've all been there. We've all it's been there with some guy who made us feel comfortable. Like we couldn't do what we wanted or say what we wanted or fit in somewhere because if we did talk about it, then we would get kicked out of whatever community that we've found some sort of home or comfort. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's tra- we're traumatized by it. So yeah. it's just, it just always happens. I mean, I'm glad that we're getting better as a society, but damn. But yeah, so like, and I also want to say churches. I do think there's cult adjacent, but I do think that mostly they they can be remain healthy and exist for a long especially churches that have been around for like kind of a longer time except the Catholic Church and the Rome and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it it's it's it there's a lot of churches that can be healthy and it's fine. 
um, because they let people kind of do what they want and they come as you are. There's a lot more churches that are more open to LGBT communities now. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's kind of expanding out and it's becoming more, what is it, non-secular or like yeah. just whatever about things. Um, but yeah, and then like, so, and then there's sports. So if you were talking talk about, about it, sports, yeah. like it can be a little culty and definitely tribal. Um, but it's healthy because it's based off of reality. There's like real things. It's not like a Bible yeah, the commu- or yeah, the com- where it's built on. Yeah. Yeah. And the community text. is like, you know, compared to QAnon, right? Everyone's getting like yeah. amped up and excited, but there's actually the playoffs yeah. and actually you know, stats. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's no one person who's making like the rules and yeah. things up. It's like the rules have existed forever. Yeah. And there's a ton of people who are like analyzing it and talking mm-hmm. about it. And, you know, it has many of the features of the type of kind of community and even specialness that it gives mm-hmm. people. Yeah. But it's just, it's by not being delusional. Yeah. By being real. Yeah. There's no conspiracies involved. Yeah, I mean, th- there you know. are conspiracies. Yeah, there are, but it's like, but it's light. Like yeah, most people are just light. watching a game. Yeah, yeah, most people just are into it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So those are kind of like a couple of like culty things to kind of talk about. Also, I watched a show called The Family, which is a really powerful. It's about a really powerful Christian political influence. Called The Family? Called The Family. Is it fiction or nonfiction? It's nonfiction. Okay, like a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary. Type. Okay. And it's about this political Christian Republican group that has a lot of political power in Washington. So I suggest you watch that because um, it, it it they're very influential on the right. So yeah, yeah. Okay. and so like it's yeah, so, yeah. And, there's so there's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so Sophie, what are the steps that you can take to not end up in a cult or maybe even get out of a cult? Mm. Um, or when does it when does it become unhealthy? Yeah, when does it become unhealthy? Yeah. So I think going back to what we were discussing about the emotional states were of both of us, what we were in. Mm-hmm. I know we say this a lot, but go to therapy, right? <laughs> you know, go to therapy. Um, don't you know? Be aware that anyone can end up during a hard time in their life in a cult or a conspiracy. You know, pay attention to your gut. But, you know, I, I really think it's important to do this, the self-work and understand your own trauma points. Do you, you know, what's going on with you? Um, do you feel alone? Do you feel, you know, what, what do you feel? If any time you get into a relationship with anyone, anyone, and it's very loving and like amazing and they're reaching out all the time and you're starting to feel special in a way you haven't just like take it take a step back and it doesn't mean you don't get into this relationship but Jupiter is very spirited about this topic (laughs) it doesn't mean that you don't get involved in the relationship it's that you're like oh huh right yeah you're like be aware aware." you know because it's tough to come from a, a world that doesn't care about you and doesn't treat you well and isn't simpatico, but you're not going to jump into everyone caring about you all the time mm-hmm. because people have their own lives. Yeah. You, you know, they don't have that much energy to give you that, you know, effort. That's something that has attention. to be cultivated over time and built over time. If it yes. just comes out of nowhere yeah. and you're just like, oh, wow, nobody's been loving me or being giving me this attention forever. And then all of a sudden someone swoops in and they're just like, mm-hmm. boom. Then it's like something's energetically likely off. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and again, about a lot of what we said about social media stands true in terms of how do you avoid getting tricked by mm-hmm. social media. It stands true for cults and conspiracies. Fact check. Yeah. You know, uh, don't disconnect yourself from other people in your life. If you're hanging out with a crew of people, keep your old friends around, you know, your family. And if people are, like, telling you mm-hmm. this seems strange or weird or what have you, or you're reading information that is contradicting what you're being told in a community then, you know, take that in Mm -hmm. and then see what happens when you press back, right? What happens when you push back? What happens when you criticize? Mm -hmm. Is the space that you're in, can you be yourself? Can you be, can you dissent? Are there other people who can dissent? What happens to them? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Just keep an eagle eye for Mm -hmm. as long as you can, which is to say, look up from above and watch your reactions and your experiences Mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then what happens when you're in a situation that is, culty right cult or culty or conspiracy is just toxic toxic what we could say all of these are just toxic Mm -hmm. communities just leave yeah fucking leave you know if you try to talk to people and they're not going to change or you're starting to get pushback Mm -hmm. and you're like i cannot reason with these people it can actually get more dangerous for you if you're trying to stick around and cause ruckus Mm -hmm. they may come after you so leave get out of the situation disconnect and it's going to hurt like hell if you're alone, right? And you had this, this group of people for you. But I promise you, it will feel better, right? Because isn't that your experience? You're alone for a time. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. You don't maybe feel special anymore. But you're free. Yeah. And then you start to make relationships with people where you feel good all the time. You don't yeah. have to it do things happen you're right uncomfortable away. with. It's no, it doesn't. It takes a while. Right it's a hard road when you're coming down off of something like yeah. this. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a journey and it's worth it. It's a worthwhile journey. Um, so, like, what? Do, how do you deal uh, with a loved one, family member, friend, whatever, co worker that is in a cult or is obsessed with conspiracies? I know that I've seen a few people in my life that kind of got. We're all dealing with um, that now. Yeah. We, a lot of us are dealing with people that are really into this stuff. So, um, so some advice would be to just stay in touch with them. Uh, keep those lines of communication open. Maybe don't hang out with them in the same way that you used to, but stay texting. Stay maybe sending memes, sending them cute or funny memes that you guys used to find funny together. Um, stuff that brings you back to like ground, you know, stuff that brings you back into who the person was or is really. Um, at the so, end do you think you should keep the connection going? outside of a conspiracy but not so intensely like keep your distance yeah i think that you should definitely keep your distance and like hang out with them less but i think that still just letting them know here and there that you're there for them yeah and that they have a home with you back when they they want to come down from melbourne yeah yeah Yeah. so if you do get together ask you know catch up ask questions ask questions out of curiosity maybe ask them about their group saying you know what is the group focused on right now? Or what kinds of activities are you guys involved in? Or um, how, where do you feel like this group is helping you grow, etc.? Just kind of innocent questions, but questions that allow the person to reflect a little bit on things. And if they start struggling with answering these questions in like a free way, mm-hmm. then that's that's you. You're gonna know that okay, there's something really not right here. 
but you don't need to call them out in that moment. It's just enough. You're, it's essentially they, you're holding a container yeah. for them to feel safe yes. to talk about this with you so that also if they start to say, hey, I'm struggling with something and it feels mm-hmm. weird, you could be the person who is neutral and could yeah. say, huh, okay, tell me more. Yeah. Because if you start to tell them from the beginning, this is fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You they're going to shake you out. They're, they're gonna, yeah, they're not. And then when some, weird, when some weird man is having sex with, you know, all the women in the community yeah. or children, yeah. then they're not going to have anyone to go to and no. say, I think that this is really weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're gonna, they're not gonna want to go to you because possibly they're just like, I don't want to be told I told you so. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't want to be told like, oh, well, I told you. Yeah, you know, like the, their pride is gonna be hurt. You know, they got yeah. involved. They were vulnerable. They fell into this. They didn't know this was gonna happen. They were hoping for the best. They went against their gut. Yeah. Sure, we all learn things. We all go through things. We, you know, we learn along the way. So yeah. Um. So I think just like create like leaving that space for them to come out of it eventually, mm-hmm. um, and you know just when you say goodbye to them, wish them happiness, remind them that they're they're you know a true homie, and that you'll always be there for them, and they always got their back, and you just you're just glad that you have them in their life because really a lot of, I think a lot of being a part of these groups is wanting to feel special and wanting yeah. to belong, and then it, yeah. and like finally being a part of a group that values them and values their specialness. So maybe you have a relationship with that person where you haven't really told them that you value them for their specialness. So maybe tell them that you value, I really miss your sense of humor. I love, you know, I love mm, when we get together. You know, yeah. something like letting them be seen, you know, because maybe you didn't have that relationship because, I mean, everyone has their own shit going on. Um, but like just letting them know that it exists outside of that community, I think is really important. Um, and just saying, you know, Hey, I'm really glad that you found a a community that you feel like you belong in, but it sounds a little, a little funky. So if things do get a little funky, just know that you can come talk to me about it and I'll, and I'll be here for you. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I think are, you know, some good ways to deal with the loved one. Of course, if they're getting into some really dangerous stuff and it's, it, it's to the point where it's, okay, we're, we're worried about violence or, or things like that, then maybe an intervention might be more appropriate. It, it really depends on the situation. I haven't dealt with something like that, so I can't give very good advice, but I'm giving advice for... Um, Maybe the early stages of when someone's getting wrapped up in something versus like later stages where... They're yeah. in a, you know, that was that Nixian cult, right? Where yeah. they're getting branded. Yeah. You know, at that point, maybe you do need to get some specialist yes. help. Exactly. That's That's really scary when yeah. somebody's that lost. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's really frightening. So. Yeah. All right, girl. Final thoughts. QAnon, cults and conspiracies, communities. Yeah. I mean, I just think that we had a really ripe ground for these conspiracies and cults to pop up yeah uh we've been you know our government has been lying to us for many many years about random things and government just like it just lies about stuff you know know? and we just we there's a lot we can't trust in in society like the really really rich people they lie about stuff they get away with stuff there's a whole world going on that we're not really aware of and i think that we know that things are not right and we're kind of trying to put a story to it that makes sense that we can tell out loud that we can like get behind and whatever um so and also i think it was just the worst right now because in the last four years we've had a president who's literally told us almost nothing but lies 
and we, we were gaslit. We didn't know what was real. We're put in this situation where we, we can't trust reality. And so it was just such a ripe ground for this type of thing to happen. And, uh, you know, I don't really know what we're going to do about the, the people that are coming off of the QAnon train that are, you know, trying to integrate into society. But I do think that we need to be kind and, like, somehow we need to, like, open the door to them in a way and, like, be like, hey, you can hang out with us and you, you know, you belong here. It's all cool. You know, maybe later on you can laugh about it. But, yeah, we just wanted to kind of talk about our experiences and how, you know, you can really be vulnerable to these things. And these people were vulnerable for a number of reasons. They weren't feeling good about themselves. Yeah, totally. And yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that just, hey, man, it's tough out there. It's rough out there. And you said something, the last one, which was on social media about, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. And check yourself before you wreck yourself, <laughs> right? Like, you know, there's a lot more complexity in this world mm-hmm. than there used to be. Yeah. And so we have to be all the much more conscientious about that. Yeah. And watching what's happening. Yeah. And so. information spreads very, very fast. Yeah. So. Yeah. So be careful out there, y'all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Social media announcements. Social media announcements. So don't really have anything new to say since last episode, but we will be sharing resources from this episode on social media as well as in our um, episode description. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just started Catterday today, so Yay. thank you to those of you who submitted cat pictures. We Yay. featured you, you got your peeps, your cats, uh, on our uh, yeah. story today, and that was really fun. If you have any special stories that you want to tell about the cat that you want me to add, then let me know. If you, please let me know if you want me to tag you in it or not. Um, happy to do that. Um, but yeah, I think we're just gonna kind of announce things as we go. Yeah. And, yeah. All right, cool. So, next episode will be in two weeks. And you can find us at Valley Girl Alchemy on Instagram. And it's valleygirlalchemy at gmail.com if you want to email us because you're old school, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, if you know, we would love it if you subscribed, rated, reviewed our podcast. We would love to interact with you more. DMs, if you have questions for us, we'll be happy to have a question and answer section. I know it's a little bit early for that in this podcast, but um, that's something that we would probably want to do at some point. Uh, please share the podcast with people that you think might find the topics interesting you, or might like our style, trying to get the word out there. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And we really appreciate it. And And don't join a cult. Don't join a cult. (laughs) Bye. Bye.